Hello and welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And we're missing Val tonight. <laughs> and we really are missing Val. We She's, do. We love Val. She's, she has a couple family things to take care of today. So Tis the season, man. There's it's a lot of stuff going on for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that we could get together is even a miracle. In I, it, it, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that we were both able to find a night that, that would work and, and make this happen. So yep. um, Val will be back next uh, episode when we talk Star Wars. Yes. Our big Star Wars episode is coming. It is. And we'll... We'll have that out probably the week after Star Wars comes out. Mm-hmm. And in between there. We're actually talking two shows. Um, two shows. We're having a spoiler-free uh, initial reaction. We get right. to go to the critic screening. Uh, we'll see it on the Tuesday of that week. And we're going to do a, a review episode right after that. But then, uh, and that'll be spoiler-free because we, right. we don't want to play in that arena. Um, but we're talking about getting a big group together, similar to what we did for Spider-Man. Right. And just talking about the Star Wars saga in general, because we've got nine movies to cover. We've got, there's a lot to unpack there. Two TV shows. We got, then you have the like rogue one. If you want to slip that in there. I mean, there's a lot to discuss. Well, so. yeah, there's, well, and I think it's up to three TV shows now. Cause you've got clone wars, yes. rebels and uh, resistance. Yes, the, yeah. the new one. I, I plus Mandalorian. I've tried to get into Clone Wars a couple times, and it's just not my thing because I don't really like the prequels. Okay, um, but I did start watching Rebels, and I'm enjoying that quite a bit. I'm in, I'm only like three episodes in, but I'm going. This is this doesn't feel like a chore to me. With oftentimes yeah. with uh, Clone Wars, I'm like. <sighs> I, I i agree to a large extent on clone wars i never made it through the whole series and a lot of people really like it i've heard great things and yeah. i think it's one of those that you kind of have to stick with it mm-hmm. um but rebels i i, I really enjoyed rebels i, I really made it liked it quite series. a bit yeah. yeah so and rebels is kind of fun because you get some cameos that come up or some appearances they're not even cameos mm-hmm. but appearances that come up later in the series that you're like oh, okay that's interesting that's and cool that's, that's kind of fun. And there's a lot of rumors. And again, we, we haven't seen it, um, but there's a lot of rumors that there is um, an episode in this last season of Rebels um, where they go to the world between worlds. Yes. And there's a lot of thought that that will play into the rise of Skywalker. Well, it was in inter- when I when I got to that episode, I was like, OK, I've made the, the statement before that Star Wars has never really done any kind of time travel story, mm-hmm. but that episode, they actually do some time travel and, and uh, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. So I don't know so if that'll play a role or that not. That might play a role. Yeah. So, but, um, but tonight though, we're going to talk something totally different. Just this season, Just buddy. This season. That's right. <laughs> Christmas movies, Christmas movies. And there's a lot to talk oh, about with Christmas so movies. One of the things I hate is when somebody says, what's your favorite Christmas <gasps> movie? Because that's, hard jake out of your six kids which one's your favorite well that's lucy but (laughs) no i'm just kidding i i love all of my kids the same uh number three's got to be in there at least top six absolutely um but (laughs) the top six (laughs) but they're all really close no how do you choose it's hard to choose i think one of the things that makes it so hard is there are just as many genres of christmas movies as there are of movies in general right totally I mean, you can classify them all as Christmas or holiday movies, but Home Alone is very different than Christmas Vacation, mm-hmm. which is different than um, any of the Christmas carols. Die Hard. Die Hard is totally different, <laughs> and some people think of it as a Christmas movie. 
but but yeah, there's just so many different ones what's, to choose from. So what's your definition? Because uh, would you say it's set at Christmas time? Does it have to deal with I, Christmas itself? Because like Die Hard is set at Christmas. But it's not but it's necessarily not a, Christmas a Christmas story. Right, right, right. Yeah. So kind of what's your definition? I, I think it I think it has to be more than just set at Christmas time. I mean, don't I know there's a lot of Die Hard fans out there. This is my favorite Christmas movie, and that's great. They're Die Hard. Die, die hard, hard fans. fans. I like it. <laughs> die hard, die hard fans. Yep. Dad jokes. Here we go. Perfect. Val's not, Val's not here to rate <laughs> yeah, us in. So we're just going to go on the dad jokes. But I, I think it's got to be more than just set at Christmas because otherwise you'd have movies like Batman returns, which is set mm-hmm, at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily think of that as a Christmas movie. I totally get where you're um, going. And even Shazam. Yeah, it, yeah. That, and that was actually that weirded me out because when we watched that in the spring, <laughs> and it's all taking place at Christmas. I'm like, wait a second. But I think that the plan was for it to be released end of last year, and it and it, it wasn't. They just needed a little more time for some yeah. of the effects, which yeah. is great because it, I think it was a good movie. But again, I wouldn't necessarily consider that a Christmas, Christmas movie, movie, even I though it totally takes place at that. Christmas time. Yeah. So I think it's got to be a little bit more than that. And mm-hmm. I get that the diehard fans love it and that's their favorite Christmas movie. And that's <laughs> awesome. Whatever you need to make your holiday celebration complete, then go for it. Absolutely. Like, I love Elf. Yes. I think that is a great film. My sister hates it because she hates Will Ferrell. And it's like, oh, okay, you know. I, I, I can see that. But here Will Ferrell works so well. Oh, he works so well in that. And John Favreau, I love the fact that they did so much of the effects in it as practical effects yes where they had regular size actors but they built the stage at an angle right so that they would appear smaller on camera and just these old school and movie it works tricks so, and it works so well oh yeah and yeah i i love elf i'm not a huge will ferrell fan mm-hmm. either mm-hmm. and i'd like to say elf is the least will ferrell-y kind of movie but i can see that but it's not though because it's still him being obnoxious and weird and <laughs> and very much will ferrell <laughs> right I think if you want to, but it's a little more charming, a less Will Ferrell movie would be like stranger than fiction. Yes. Where he's not being silly and off the wall, but here it works so well because he's a grown man who thinks he's an elf because he grew up with the elves. Right. Coming to New York city. He's a fish out of water and it it just works. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, I really, elf is a classic for me. I love that one. I, every year we pull it out and watch Mm -hmm. it. It's one of the first ones that we watch. So, I'm sorry to disagree with your sister, but I'm on your side <laughs> on this one. Um, um, I, I like that one. I, before we get into a lot of the classic yeah, ones, yeah. I do want to plug two new movies that are Please. out this year. One on, on Disney Plus and one on Netflix. If you haven't seen uh, on Netflix, there's Klaus. I have heard great things about that one. It's tremendous. The animation is it's hand, beautiful. It's hand-drawn animation, too. I think so, yeah. I think it was augmented with some CGI. But yeah, there's definitely some CGI involved, but it's more like the CGI and Beauty and the Beast kind of CGI. Where, just to kind of enhance right. the, the animation. But the story is just great. Um, it, it, it revolves around this idea of kindness is what's going to make the difference. And that's a message what that a we need. What a great message today, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so much disagreement and divisiveness in the world and more disagreement, more divisiveness is never going to solve that, but, but kindness will. And absolutely. that's what this is. And you've got a character who is a Santa Claus character. Klaus is spoilers. I mean, you can pick it up <laughs> by watching the trailer that he is basically Santa Claus, right? but how he gets to that point, And this is kind of an origin story for oh, cool. Santa Claus. And I love it because it doesn't rely a lot on any kind of magic, Mm -hmm. but the magic is just being kind. 
Okay, that's and that, cool. And and I I think that works out. That well. was already on my list, but that just went much higher on I, my list. To me, it's one that I will probably watch year after year. I've heard people say that. Yeah, like a lot of my friends online have been like, "This is one that's going to be a family classic." And it's it's the epitome of where we are with how we consume media now because it didn't come out in theaters. It was yeah. just on Netflix, but it's super high quality. And this is kind of the second year that that Netflix has done this. They had the Christmas Chronicles last year that was kind of their big Christmas movie mm-hmm. that was released. And this one's better though. I That's would definitely good. say Klaus is great. You know, Netflix is doing some really interesting original programming. They which are. I'm excited about. Uh I got um Apple TV on my on my phone through Sprint. Right. I haven't even opened it yet because there's nothing really on there that I've read about that interests me. Whereas yeah. Netflix and Disney Plus, I'm like, I'm good. You yeah. Know? Well, and, and I, I think for me, I, I like a lot of, especially this time of year when we talk about Christmas movies, I like family friendly kind 100%. of stuff. Yeah. Um, and Apple Plus, it feels like they're moving more toward the edgy, edgier more, stuff, uh-huh. the anti-Disney Plus mm-hmm. kind of stuff, which is fine. There's an there's audience out there for, for it. It, I'm not part of that audience necessarily, but right. there are people who are going to enjoy it. And I think that's great. Yeah. So what's the other movie? The other one's on Disney plus it's called Noel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that's Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader. Right. And um, the premise to this is they are Santa Claus's kids uh-huh. and uh, Santa has, has passed away, but it's a mantle that gets passed down from generation okay. to generation. Okay. So they are the Kringle family. And for, However many years, it's been a Kringle that has been Santa Claus. Okay, that makes sense. And so this is them trying to fill in now that dad's passed on. Um, And I don't want to get a whole lot into the story if you haven't seen it, because I think you should definitely check it out. Anna Kendrick's really great in it, though. I like her a lot. She is just perfect for this role. She's very quirky. She's very Anna (laughs) Kendrick-y. And it's perfect for (laughs) Noel. But for me, I... I tend to fall apart in holiday movies anyway, in Christmas movies. And there's one scene where they're out of shelter and there's a little girl and she goes to talk to her and her mom's like, Oh, she can't hear you. And so she does the classic thing where she yells at her louder. uh She's like, no, she's deaf. And then they start signing to each other. And I'm like, okay, that's it. (laughs) I'm done. I'm going to go into the corner and be a blubbery mess for a while. (laughs) But, but overall, I mean, the message of it is, what does it really mean to be Santa Claus and what does it really take? And, uh, and it's a good, that's good. A good message I, I had read some critics reviews and, and they kind of hashed it because it was made a couple of years ago. Um, mm-hmm. It was going to come out on the big screen, but then they decided just to move it to Disney plus. And so there's kind of the, uh, kind of a bad taste in some people's mouths, but I'm like, Hey, I like the cast. I think Bill Hader's hilarious. I like Anna Kendrick. It's a cute idea. So I'll, ch- I'll check that one out. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I can see that because you kind of – it used to be every year you'd have that big Christmas movie that right, came out. Right, And it seems like we're going away from that more and more. And now we're – if we're going to start seeing these quality ones, though, on the streaming services, I'm okay with that. Oh, totally. Absolutely. I, I would watch Noel again and probably watch it year after year. And, nice. And I enjoyed it. Nice. There are going to be some that, are, that will hate it. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. They're going to hate it. For whatever reason. For a lot of reasons. Yeah. They're going to be – Santa Claus fanboys out there that are probably like Star Wars fanboys <laughs> that are going to hate this movie. This wasn't made for them. <laughs> so it, it'll be fine. You you go and enjoy your other thing. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you one that I discovered last year, and I think we've mentioned it on this podcast before, 
but Anna and the Apocalypse yes. is so, so, so good. Uh, it just came out on Blu-ray. It's on Amazon Prime. It's on Hulu. It is a zombie musical Christmas movie. And Perfect. it is brilliant. <laughs> like, it's just, the songs are so witty and clever. Mm-hmm. And there's some real heart to that that little movie. Um, it was a, originally a short film that a guy, a, a Scottish director and his friends made. And then the dream was that someday we'll turn this into a feature film. And the, the creator director ended up dying of some kind of disease. I'm not exactly sure what it was. And then all the friends rallied and they're like, we need to make this a reality. So it's this little independent low budget movie that is just made with so much love in it that it's just, it's great. I, I, I showed it to a couple of friends last year and they were like, oh, new classic. You yeah. Know? Um, there is, because it's zombies, there is some blood, there is some, right. uh, but it's not, it's way less than what you see on the walking dead. So yeah. I probably wouldn't sit down and watch this one with my not kids. Not with the kids, but I do think that you would enjoy it. But I would, yeah. It's not officially rated. Um, I don't think it's probably PG 13. It's been a okay. year since I've seen it. Um, probably a little bit of language and then just like blood splurting when they decapitate a zombie. Right. You know? Which, which but happens. it's played for comedic. But effect. that's realistic, right? That's what happens when you <laughs> decapitate a zombie. Uh, one critic compared it and said it was uh, Shaun of the Dead meets La La Land. Okay. And that's not a bad comparison. But it takes place at Christmas but and it's a Christmas it is, type it's story. A, it is so a Christmas movie. It is yeah. set on Christmas. She's trying to get back to her dad. The zombie apocalypse has happened. She, she and her parents are separated. She and her friends are trying to get through it. She uses a giant uh, candy cane as an impaling weapon at one point with the zombies. Yeah. Uh, there's zombie Santa Clauses. It's it's great. It is so off offbeat. It just uh, totally, I, totally love it. I love one. it when a filmmaker is willing to say, hey, I'm going to take a risk and do something totally weird yeah. and outside the box. And I mean, we've seen zombie movies before. We've seen musicals before. We've seen Christmas <laughs> movies before. <laughs> But we've never seen a musical zombie Christmas movie before. Never. I, that is the so let's only try one it. in that genre. So, And that's going to stand out from all the other <laughs> Christmas movies out there. But even if you don't see the movie, check out the soundtrack. The, the songs are just so great. Um, totally catchy. Um, really, really, really good uh, movie. So um, those are some of our more recent ones. What are some of your classics? Yeah, that's... That's a good this question. is where it gets hard, yeah, right? Well, it does. And, <laughs> and that's why I say it's hard to say what's your favorite Christmas movie. But right. I think for me growing up, Home Alone was one that we watched every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that seemed to hit just at the right age for me because I think it was 91, 92 right ish. Yeah. I'll, in that I'll range. look that up while you're. But, but that was one when it came out, it was hugely popular. Um, but it was also one that was just, I was hooked on it the first time I saw it. And mm-hmm. it, to me, growing up after it came out, it wasn't Christmas until we put it on the nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety, yeah. So I was eight. So I was about Kevin's age right. when it came out, right? Um, and it it's a story that you don't think is going to work necessarily, mm-hmm. but kids love it. Parents love it. There's jokes in there that kids get, or that <laughs> parents get that kids aren't going to get. But then there's also the universal. Uh, humor of watching somebody get hit in the face with a paint can. Uh, the physical humor in that. Right. The is physical humor really is really good. And Joe Pesci oh. <laughs> is just great in it. And uh, Daniel, Daniel Stern. Stern. Mm-hmm. The two of them is the one. Catherine O'Hara is in it. Well, she's she is so underrated. Oh, as 100%. a comedic actress. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the stuff that she has done 
comedy wise with like SCTV and then other movies that she's been the, in. She's fantastic. All the um Christopher Guest movies, Waiting yes. for Guffman, Best in Show. She's incredible she, in all of those. So stinking funny. And she is great as the mom in this. And the thing is, as a parent, as a grown-up now, you look back on it and you can see like her side of you way or her point of view way more <laughs> than when I was a kid. When I was a kid, it was always like, yeah, Kevin's right. This family is rotten to him. They ate all the pizza. They're making him sleep upstairs by himself. Like no wonder he wished for no family. But like the moment where she's like, well, maybe you'll just get your wish. And she like walks away. I'm like, oh, I say stuff like that to my kids all the time. I hate you. You're the worst. Well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll be gone. Wish for me to be gone. Maybe I'll be gone. Well, the home alone moment. <laughs> so I like, I totally get it. I also like, we've got six kids. So mm-hmm. every day for us, when we go somewhere, it's like the scene when they're going to the airport where they're running around trying to all get in the van. That's just our every day. Like understanding how you could forget a child is so much easier for me now because like, yeah, that's not hard. Yeah. At the do. time when you're eight or I was 15 and you yeah. go, that would never happen. Yeah. They would never forget their kid. <laughs> yes, they would. <laughs> We were coming home from the store or something the other night. Uh huh. And I mean, seriously, we walked from the car to our door. We had two of the kids with us, our youngest and, and one of our middle kids. And the middle kid got themselves out. The youngest is strapped in the car and we're walking in the door. And I'm like, oh, we should probably get him out of the car. We totally, I mean, just from the car to there, we totally forgot. Right. It's easy to do. I can only so begin I, to imagine. I, I can totally. Uh, understand where she's coming from, but there is so much heart to it mm-hmm. because at the end you realize what's important. Uh, you know, he, he finds out that the guy down the street isn't a murderer that's putting bodies in his uh, bucket of salt. Mm-hmm. No, he's, he's actually estranged from his son. And because of things that Kevin says to him, they reconnect. And it, there's some really magical moments in there. And again, I think that's what I like in a Christmas movie. There's, there's obviously movies out there that will have a lot of magic in them. Right. But Christmas magic is really more about it's, connecting with people, and it's a universal kind of magic, I think, in a lot of ways. Hundred percent agree. Yeah. So, um, real quick, um, MythBusters did a special on Home Alone, uh-huh. where they recreated the booby traps and decided would this actually work? Um, the the doorknob thing, not as much. Yeah. It, it just it, the heat didn't transfer. I as wondered well. about that when I watched it the other day. I'm like, I don't think that would yeah. actually work. <laughs> They're like, you'll burn the door down before the handle gets too yeah. hot. Um, but the paint cans are 100% lethal. Yeah. They had ballistics gel dummies and they got decapitated. Yeah. They're like, and because they figured out, okay, a full paint paint can at this height. At, they did all the math and then they recreated it and gone. And they're like, yeah, these guys are yeah, dead. That's, that's the part that doesn't work. The booby traps would definitely be effective, some of them, but way more effective than what we saw. It, that it's almost cartoonish, you can't have right? That, that's the point. It's like ro- the old Roadrunner cartoons. Yeah. It's so silly and over the top. Well, and that- I think that's why it works, right? John Hughes took this situation that would be scary. Right. Terrifying. Mm-hmm. If you're an eight-year-old kid and you're home alone oh and burglars gosh. are trying to break into your house, that's scary. Mm-hmm. And because he made it so over the top and cartoony, then it becomes funny and it's not scary. Exactly. So. Exactly. But John Hughes is amazing. And, oh, and the fact that he wrote that fantastic director is probably why it works as well as it does. And McCoy Culkin was a great little actor. He did a good job. Um, his brother, um, Colin Culkin, uh-huh. uh, Kieran, I think is his name. Um, he's done some really interesting stuff. He was in um, Scott Pilgrim. Uh-huh. Um, he was in the HBO series. Um, 
shoot, I can't think of what it is. Um, but th- he plays like this business man in this family of mo- media moguls. He's really, really good. Yeah. Um, well, I think Macaulay Culkin would have been great. And and I'm sure he still is a great actor. Right. But he obviously – He got so much attention. It's yeah. so young. That's the thing. This movie mm-hmm. – I don't think people can understand how huge this movie was when it came mm-hmm. out. He was – not a big star before the movie no. came out, but he was a household name mm-hmm. after the movie came oh, out. He's like within a week of that movie coming out, he's hanging out with Michael Jackson. Oh yeah. Like he's on late night talk shows and he blew I up mean, overnight. It oh, was, yeah. and his parents didn't know how to deal with that kind of mm-hmm. success. He didn't know how to deal with that kind of success. And that's why he's ended up Gosh, where he's at. Yeah. It's, it's a struggle. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's hard. I can't even imagine the pressure that family was under. No. The media scrutiny, the money, the attention. I mean, just to go from uh, – it's one thing if you're born into that and your family's always been that way. But to go from living an ordinary, normal life to all of a sudden Hollywood superstardom overnight. Yeah. And, and you're right. It was a huge hit. It was all anybody was talking about for all, that whole – uh, I, I don't know the exact date it came out, but it seemed like for months and months afterwards, I remember I that's got, what people were talking about. I think for Christmas that year, I got, maybe it was the next year, but I got a Home Alone Game Boy video game. I mean, that's how big nice. the movie was. It was a video game. And it was like, you would like, you're this little Kevin guy and you're like jumping over stuff. It was not a great game, but right. I remember like, that's but how big it's it Home was. Home Alone, so that makes it cool. If your movie became a Game Boy video game, it was a big deal in 100%. the 100%. What what about you, Trish? What was a movie that (laughs) once you started playing it, you knew this now it's Christmas time? Um, I love a Christmas story. Okay. And it's so funny because my mom hated that movie, (laughs) like with a fiery (laughs) passion because she doesn't like narration in movies. Oh, really? She hated narrations in movies. And so my brother and I, we would like, we want to watch it. And now, of course, you've got TBS that runs it like, yeah. 36 hours straight. Um, but at the time when I was growing up, it would come on like once. Right. And we actually taped it um, on a VHS cassette off of the TV and so we could watch it more often. And my mom would like make us go downstairs to watch it because it would just drive her nuts. But um, that one to me is is a, is a classic. I love that one. There's so many great lines in there from you'll yes. shoot your eye out to. Um, I, I love the. Oh, <laughs> Fudge. I use that to this day. To yes. this day, I'll be like, but I didn't say, say fudge. <laughs> F dash dash dash. The big one. <laughs> there there are so many great <coughs> moments in that film um, that remind you of what it was like growing up. Oh, yeah. None of us, neither of us grew up in the 50s. Right, right, right. But, but. There's we, so many universal things that happen to him that you're like, yeah, that was well, and, and me I growing love, up. I love the scene where he's trying to protect his family yes. uh, from the from the robbers in the backyard. And he's got his little BB gun shooting the guys. And I'm like, I could totally see myself as a kid thinking that way. And that's what and, you're going to do with uh-huh. the BB gun. That's why you want it. Yeah. To protect yourself. And, yeah. And then I love it when the, the mom in his fantasy is like. Oh, I'm so sorry that I didn't give you your <laughs> rifle. You were right. And he's like, it's okay. <laughs> well, I love the scene when she's washing his mouth out with soap. Oh. And so he comes back and he's blind in his imagination. <laughs> yes. Because yes. <laughs> I don't know that kids today get their mouths washed out with soap, I but doubt. I definitely did <laughs> at some point. 
growing up and it I tasted awful. I had it once and that was enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. But I think when you're sitting there, you're thinking, yeah, I'm going to come back blind. I'll show them like, yeah, that makes sense to me. <laughs> it totally does. It was <laughs> so <laughs> poisoning. <laughs> Like it's the kid, Ralphie is just oh, incredible. He's so, so good. And he's gone on to be a producer yes. of a lot of films. And I think he produced the the live one or was involved somehow with the live one. He was tied in somehow. That we don't yeah. talk about mm. that came out. But but the dad, I love when he's in the narration too, when he's talking about my father wove a tapestry of vulgarity <laughs> that is still hanging over Lake Michigan to this day. Not just my dad swore a lot, but like he paints the picture for you. It is fantastic. That's another one where the dad for me as a kid I don't think I understood nearly as well as I do now. Totally, totally. Because that guy, you look at him, he was a pretty good dad. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think for his time, he he wasn't going to get all emotional and stuff because dads didn't do that. Hundred percent. Yeah. I my dad didn't get super emotional growing up. Like my kids get to see me get emotional because I'm a sap, and I just want them to know guys can be emotional and it's (laughs) which is good. That's healthy. Yeah. Yeah. But. But back then, that didn't happen. My dad was man up, be a... Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so his dad was... But he definitely loved and cared for his family. And all he wanted was to make them happy and to do what they was best for them. That and to win the prestigious award for his crossword puzzles. doesn't want to win a prestigious... (laughs) It's from Italy. It says fragile. (laughs) And then the other line that I love is the narrator going... The soft glow of electric sex gleaming in the window. <laughs> Another line that the as a kid. are like, yeah. yeah, totally went over my head as a kid. But now I'm like, yeah, that's funny. And the dad's like, it's glorious. <laughs> I mean, that one and, is. And you know, you know, the mom broke it on purpose. Oh, a hundred percent. hundred percent. She broke she's that one. Leaving and she's turning the light off and everything else. You're like, Oops. yeah. <laughs> what was that? Um. It, it, Oh, go ahead. Oh, I just, it's just such a classic movie, and we watch it every year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember thinking as a kid that this was like – did you have any of those movies that you thought this was our special – like only my family knows about this movie because yes. I don't think any uh-huh. of my friends really were familiar uh-huh. with it. And now to find out like everybody watched we this movie and it's this. huge, like big enough that it's 24 hours a day right. on TNT. <laughs> like that was mind-blowing for me because to me it was just our movie that, that we watched as a family. 100%. But yeah. – uh, I love that everybody loves it and that everybody can quote it. Um, another favorite, the Muppet Christmas Carol. Yes. I am a sucker for the Muppets. This is the first film that they did after Jim Henson died. And to me, that is their best um, or, or right up there as the best Muppet film since Henson passed. Um, I would put the first Muppet with Jason Siegel. Yeah, that I one's really good. That one up there. Um, but there is just something that is so heartwarming about that version and they're, they're but they intersperse it like there's some scary parts there the, the really ghost are, of yeah. christmas future is freaky uh michael kane does a fantastic job oh, he's incredible as Scrooge. um i but i love like gonzo and rizzo because they add this levity that you've got to have in this story of well, light the lamp because- not the rat like you know. <laughs> I know this story like the back of my hand. Prove it. All right. There's a mole. It's not a story, not your hand. Like Rizzo and Gonzo are perfect as the narrators because like you said, it does provide that levity. And there are times when this film can get heavy Mm -hmm. 
and it shouldn't get heavy because it's the Muppets, and that's where Gonzo and Rizzo are just so easy to come in and they lighten give things that little up. Bit. Yeah. And even when the ghost of uh, Christmas Future comes into the scene, they're like, okay, we're going to check in with you at the end of the movie. Like, we're out of here. Like, we'll be back. Like, this is probably my favorite version of A Christmas Carol. That one and the Albert Finney um, Scrooge okay. is great. Yeah. Uh, those, those are my two favorites. Al- Albert Finney is a great Scrooge and it's a musical. And there is a song after uh, in the, with the ghost of Christmas future where um, Scrooge finds out that he's, he's passed. Well, he doesn't know that yet. He, mm-hmm. he, the whole town is celebrating and he is just getting so excited. He's like, Oh my gosh, what's, what's going on? And he kind of is like this little innocent little kid and they are singing and dancing. And it, the, the chorus is, Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That's the nicest thing that anybody's ever done for me. Right. And it's his death yeah. is the best thing that ever happened to these people. And they're like dancing on the coffin. And then when he realizes it's him, he's like, you know, yeah. and, and Albert Finney is a tremendous, tremendous yeah, actor. That, but, that's a, that's a classic. But those are my two favorites. There's um, USA network. I think um, one of the cable networks is releasing a new version this year with Guy Pierce. Oh, that'll be interesting. Um, so that'll be interesting. To there, see. There's a lot of them out there. I mean, there's yeah. a version, I think Hallmark did one. Um, it did sure. involve a girl that came from the big city to a country like, you know, but it was the actual, mm-hmm. and Patrick Stewart, I think I was, was going to say the, Patrick Stewart did was one a couple Scrooge years in ago. that one. Yeah. Um, Bill Murray Scrooge. Yeah. That's a classic um, as well. You know, another one we probably don't watch with the kids, but we still yeah. enjoy it when we watch it. Um, I'm, so Muppets Christmas Carol is probably my favorite now, uh-huh. but growing up pre Muppets Christmas Carol, it was all about Mickey's Christmas Carol. Oh yes. Oh I my gosh. I love yes. that one. Yes. That's and, a great one. And that one's great because it's, it's easy to introduce your kids to the story mm-hmm. of a Christmas Carol um, because it's short and right. it's going to hold their attention and it's Mickey Mouse and it's Donald Duck and it's all of that. All the stuff they love. And, but the music is great. The animation is great. Um, and and it does capture the essence of the story without yes. going into as much detail as some of the others out there. Yes. Muppets, I feel like, dives a, a lot deeper. deeper. Mm-hmm. But uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol is one that I loved growing I, up. I had not thought about that one. That is a great choice. And it's on Disney Plus, And I was so excited when I saw it. I was like, yes. Guess what I'm doing tonight. Yeah, we, we've already watched it once. I'll be honest. But it is so easy. Like we turn on, we're like, well, we'll start this. And then like it was over 40 minutes later yeah. or something. And so it's perfect. Yeah. So, so that's what, but I love, I do love Muppets Christmas Carol. That's a great one. Um, and it, it, we, we don't usually talk about television, but there's so many good Christmas TV shows. Right. Uh, I grew up loving the Sesame street Christmas. Yes. Where big birds out waiting for Santa Claus to show up and, um, Bert and Ernie trying to deal with the rubber ducky and the paper clips and <laughs> they're doing the gift of the Magi, but, yes. but, uh, Sesame street style. Um, I love the community Christmas episodes, the TV show community. The one where they go animated, like the old style animation Christmas is one of the greatest TV episodes (laughs) I think ever. And I'm not as big a community fan as you are, Mm -hmm. but I love that episode. That episode is so, so, so good. Um, In fact, that year um, they released little Christmas decorations of all of the characters as claymation. Um, My wife and I are like, we got to have those. Um, and we bought them and now you can't, you can't, can't find them, them anymore, sure. but those every year it's like, it's not quite Christmas until the community Christmas figurines come out, you know? 
Well, and it's such a great – you're watching this episode and it's funny and it's entertaining. And at the same time, it's dealing with like – Some heavy issues. Yeah. That's Abed and his mom and – and that's neglected. something the community does off and on throughout the series is it takes these serious issues and deals with it in a way that you don't realize that's what you're doing. And then when you stop and think about it, you're like, oh, okay, oh, this okay. is what, what uh-huh. it's really about. Mm-hmm. So I like that one. It, and it's based, of course, on the classic Christmas TV specials. Oh, the like Rudolph. Yes. Oh, I love those movies so much. Like um, the, the little elf that wants to be a dentist. Yes. Even to perfect. this day cracks me up i'll watch that and i will laugh out loud at <laughs> that little elf <laughs> well and, and i'm you watch rudolph the red-nosed reindeer mm-hmm. and like even his parents were jerks to him man like <laughs> that time frame like bullying no they were like Awful oh, to this oh, poor yeah. reindeer. It's not his fault his nose is red, but like, like, well, what are we going to do about it? Our kid's a freak. Of course the other reindeer are making fun of him. He's a freak. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Cover it up before Santa sees it. Like, that poor it's, reindeer. It's the opposite of the Disney Plus short, Float. Oh, Float is amazing. <laughs> float. Float is so, so, so good. I, I watched that. I don't want to get us off on a tangent, yeah, but that I, one is. Oh, my gosh. So good. I watched that. And it, my wife was somewhere when she came home and like, sit down. We've got to watch Six this. Minutes. And we were both crying at the end, which is saying something because she's like a stone when it comes to movies, doesn't cry. Uh-huh, and she was uh-huh. like a little bit choked. She's like, yeah, that one's pretty good. But but Rudolph, man, it is. Yeah. yeah the, 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 I forgot about the dad. My kids are freak. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, I like Rudolph. I like Santa Claus is coming to town. Mm-hmm. Uh, little Drummer Boy's boring. Yes. I'm going to be honest. Yep, yep. It was big around here for one reason, one reason only, because Mormon Tabernacle Choir saying little drummer boy for it is that the reason yeah why? okay so that's always been I've always kind of the mormon tabernacle choir and the movie itself is it's not boring good. i don't enjoy yeah. that one as much yeah um the message is great yes playing your drum is good enough for jesus that's fine <laughs> i agree well you know what every infant needs is a child with a snare drum of course I mean- <laughs> but that's all he had that's the point that's all he had um <laughs> I okay. Speaking of Little Drummer Boy, yeah. have you ever seen the video of David Bowie and Bing Crosby doing yes. a Little Drummer Boy yes. and uh, Peace on Earth? Mm-hmm. I love that. Oh my god, it's gosh. one of my favorite. Those things. two together are it's it's sublime. And the acting at the beginning, we're like, oh yeah, just your neighbor, like whatever. It was it's awesome. <laughs> it's Go so YouTube good. that David Bowie, <laughs> Bing Crosby. If you've never seen it, it's awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and this is gonna sound weird. Um. It's a Wonderful Life. Uh-huh. I had never seen until about four or five years ago. I, it just was I, never. That boggles my mind. Isn't that crazy? How is that even like, possible? We just never watched it when I was a kid. And when I was a kid, I was like, oh, it's a black and white movie. I'm not right. interested. And my parents weren't huge fans of it. Like, they didn't hate it, but, it, you know. Um, and so they weren't like, okay, you guys need to watch this. And I kind of got um, Facebook shamed. Cause I, I posted it once and like so many friends, including dear friends that I consider family are like, I don't know if I can even look at you in the face anymore. <laughs> well, it, to me, it's just so shocking because I know you're a film buff. Like you studied but, film, you taught film mm-hmm. and I get that it may not be your favorite movie ever, but that you hadn't ever seen I had it. I never seen it. I had seen, incredible I had seen clips. Yeah. I had seen still photos. 
I, but I had never watched. So finally I'm like, all right, fine. I'll watch it. I liked it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's one of my favorite it's, movies. It's, I, I would watch it again this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just one that was like never on my radar for whatever reason. And then, yeah, I got publicly humiliated. So. Every year on Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. that's the movie that my wife and I put on while we're, uh, I guess we'll say waiting for Santa yes. to come. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And that's what we watch. And it's, it's, I, like I look that. forward to it. We don't watch it before that. We mm-hmm. wait until Christmas Eve and that's, that's what we cool watch tradition. together. Uh, and so for me, there's a lot tied to it. Frank Capra is one of my favorite all time directors. Absolutely. Like, I love Mr. Smith goes to Washington. I mm-hmm. love the shop around the corner. Um, I mean, it, I know he d- did a lot more than uh, it's a wonderful life, right, right, right. but it's a wonderful life. Uh, it is so Frank Capra in the way that it's done because of the mm-hmm. message behind it and because of – it really is about how wonderful your normal, ordinary life is. Because you look at it and George Bailey, he lives a normal, ordinary, even sub-normal life in a right. lot of ways. Right. But look at how much of an impact he's had mm-hmm. on people. He hasn't done anything fantastic or amazing. But to that town, he certainly had. And to the people that were in his life, he certainly had. And that message even today is still so applicable because I've got – I've got friends who are struggling with like depression and, and having suicidal thoughts at times. And it's like, okay, I need you in my life and I'm going right. to be selfish because I, you need to hear this. And it's like, you matter to me. You're important to me. And the more that we can tell that to people, the the better off we're all going to be like, everybody's important. Um, I, this kind of just hit me, but the, the musical, uh, dear Evan Hansen, there's mm-hmm. the song about you will be found and, um, no one deserves to be alone. And, you know, and, and so I love the message of it's a wonderful life. I agree for and, that. And, and if, if, I mean, honestly, truly anybody out there who's thinking the world would be a better place without me, you're wrong because somebody, you matter to somebody a hundred percent and, and we need you. They need you mm-hmm. like the world's a better place with you in it and than it would be without you in it. Battling depression at this time of year is so hard because you're like, I should be happy. I should be having lights and other people are singing. And why don't I feel that way? And so it's almost like it can make it worse for people. So, well, um, and I think it's even, even worse now than it's ever been because in addition to, yeah, there's the sparkling lights and everybody's happy and Christmas music's on and I should be happy. Mm-hmm you've also got the social media part of it where you're seeing all the pictures of everybody posting how great their life is, how great their Christmas is. Mm-hmm. Look at my beautiful tree. Look at this. And, and right. it is so, easy, so easy to compare yourself, to start feeling like I am so insignificant and I shouldn't be depressed, but I am. Right. And when, if you're having those thoughts, I promise you, you matter. You matter. You matter. Every one of our listeners, you matter to us. We need you. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I think that's a great message from it's a wonderful life. Totally agree. So, Absolutely. And I, and I think everybody's been, I know I felt like George Bailey at times where mm-hmm. it's just like the whole world is on your shoulders mm-hmm. and you just feel like you can't go on. Um, but you're not alone. No. And, and that's, I think a great, it's a great Frank Capra is just fantastic. He is. He was, he was so hopeful and optimistic mm-hmm. and his movies showed that, and it's sad to think that people think of that. And I'm guilty of it that I was like, oh, it's kind of an old fashioned black and white movie. I'm not interested in it. And it's like, no, there's a lot that's that we can learn from these films. Yeah. You know, and, and I love the history. Yeah, I, there is. And I love the history behind It's a Wonderful Life because it really was a film that flopped at the box office. Mm-hmm. It never was meant to be a classic. But because the rights um, 
ended that nobody had the rights. It was right. public domain. Mm-hmm. TV stations were playing. Oh, well, what can we throw on? Oh, we'll throw this on. As one who works at a TV station, they're always looking for programming. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that was super easy to just throw on there. And then it just started becoming this Christmas tradition that everybody, you know, got caught up in. And, and, and I think people forget that too. People are so used to It's a Wonderful Life being the Christmas classic. And it's like, no, for a long time, it really wasn't. No. And it's just kind of grown over, over time. Yeah. Well, when I was growing up, it was the show that was on all the time. Mm-hmm. Like forget a Christmas story. It was, like, it's a wonderful it, life. And every channel. Yeah. Because, because they had the, they could run the rights. They could run it for mm-hmm. free. Right. Exactly. And so, uh, it's definitely changed <laughs> now, but it's, it's a great movie for sure. I, if I had to pick one, that might be one of my favorites. But again, it's mm-hmm. it's. I think it's because of when we watch it. I think because it's a little bit. It's not one that you're going to sit that. down with the kids and stuff like that. Yeah, when they're a little older and get a little bit more. Yeah, I, I love that tradition though of you and your wife while you're waiting for Santa. That's really it's, cool. It's fun. We look forward to it every year, and it's a long enough movie that, like, really honestly, it will be going by the time the kids are asleep mm-hmm. because it's it's a couple hours long. Yeah, yeah, it's so, not a short film for sure. Um. Other favorites, I, I love the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. <laughs> like, I shouldn't, but I totally do. Like, it is so, and it is so 90s. Like, you watch it now, you're oh, like, oh, yeah. this is so dated. <laughs> but I don't care. I still enjoy it. Um, and one that we talked about, possibly talking about just this one is uh, Christmas Vacation. But... But Val's not here, and I yeah. just feel like we can't talk about that it. That one, I will tell you though, we I, we went as a family um, to see that in the theaters, and it was PG thirteen. But we weren't, you know, that wasn't a big deal to us at the time. And I was probably like fourteen, fifteen, somewhere right in there. And I knew I was going to love this movie when they go to pick up the tree, and they're driving back home. And the dad says, look, kids, a deer. And the kids all turn their head and he flips the driver off. <laughs> and my brother and my sisters and I were dying because that was my dad. Like my dad would, he was kind of an aggressive driver at times, yeah. but he didn't want the kids to, to oh. see that or know that. And we're like, but that one has so many I love it when quotes. they're standing out in the snow and he's like, isn't it great, Audrey? She'll see it later, dear. Her <laughs> eyes are frozen. And like... <laughs> It just, and I think I I could identify with it. I have a tendency to want to build up what I want this Christmas experience oh, to be. Everybody does. It's gonna right? be. It's got to be perfect. We got to have the perfect food. We got to have the perfect gift for every single person. And then it all falls apart. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And but it's still great in the end. But you have to be able to see that. And he does. He can't see Griswold that for the longest time. No. Clark Griswold. He, if it's not perfect, it's a mess. And yeah, he's always a mess. I I love it. I love cousin Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have cousin Eddie and Clark Griswold Funkos. Nice. And they both have the little moose mugs. <laughs> I love it when he's going out to do the Christmas shopping and he's like, you know, we want to get something for your kids. Are they going to get anything this year? No, they're not. Well, we want to get something for them. And wow, Clark, that's real great. And well, yeah, why don't you get yourself something real nice? <laughs> like in the, the, the okay sign that he does, just like that. You know, it's just, just oh, perfect. Randy so Quaid is brilliant well you know i can't slide down on this thing because i got a metal plate in my head and if that gets dented my hair's just not gonna look right <laughs> oh and that that is one of the best um rants in yes. movie history when it's he right finally up there with steve loses martin it. yes when he finally loses it at the end 
we're going to be the hap, hap, happiest bunch of angles this since Danny F and K, you know, and it's just like, okay, that. Oh, that yeah, Merry make, Christmas and Happy New Year. Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> I, I oh love that movie. Gosh. Um, the grandma doing the, <laughs> she's like, Grace, hey, why don't you just say Grace? God blessing. <laughs> And then she starts doing the Pledge of Allegiance or well, oh. the, and the neighbors. Oh my gosh. Elaine the, from Seinfeld. Elaine from and oh. she's brilliant in it. Um and, why are the why are the why is the floor wet? Tom? I don't know, Margo. <laughs> I say that to my kids all the time. They're like, why is it? I'm like, I don't know, Margo. They're like, what are you talking about? Dad, Dad? you're weird. Yeah. <laughs> when they're bringing the when he's out there chopping the tree down there, where are you gonna put that thing? Bend over and I'll, I'll show you. <laughs> You can't talk to me like that. I wasn't talking to you. Like, there's so many great lines in that one. My wife struggles with it because, <coughs> especially with the scene where he's hanging the lights uh-huh. and he's stapled his shirt to the thing uh-huh. and he's pulling it off and the, the ladder falls back. And she's like, nobody is that stupid. And I'm like, dear, I, I, I think there I, are <laughs> people that are. My, my, my dad used to always hang the lights. And for years he stapled and we were just like, someday he's going to shoot it through and he's going to electrocute himself or something. Um, but my brother and I would have to hold the ladder. And, uh, and so we'd just be like holding on and like leaning back, pulling our whole body weight onto it because it's like, it was a fairly high ledge at a couple of points. And, and so that whole scene with the Christmas lights too, where he's like, if one of them goes out, they all go out, you know, and where are they blinking? You know, and you can't figure that mess out. And then when she comes up and they have like the ball, the yes. gigantic ball of all the lights that are tangled, it was like, oh my gosh, that was, that well, hit so close to home for well, me. I love his son when he comes out with the reindeer. He's like, where do you want me to put these at? I'll just send them there. Drop some. <laughs> like that's about the interest level of that age boy. Like for sure. If I'm out there helping my dad, it's like, nope. nope. Minimal, I don't want to be here. This is miserable. Minimal effort. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there there are a lot of Christmas There's movies so out many. there. And we so can talk about ones. so many more of them. We'd love to hear what your favorite yeah, Christmas tell movies us what, are. What, I'd love to hear some of the traditions. Like when it comes to watching these Christmas movies, like what what ones do you you guys get together as a family and make sure that you watch? Yeah. What what do you start out with? What like is there one that like, okay, it is the day after Thanksgiving. We're putting now this we're one on. on. Mm-hmm. Like what is it? Yeah. Let us know. You can send us an email at podcast at movies that make us.com or you can comment on our Facebook posts or Twitter feed, whatever you want to do. Just let us know. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. Then maybe there's a movie that we didn't talk about that you're like, how can you not talk about this on a Christmas movie special? Listen, we just threw the list together. (laughs) All right. We're just two guys hanging out. Val's not here to keep us in check, all right? So if we miss something. Although I will say, and I have not, because we're recording it right now, I have not listened to this, but I think that this was more successful than the Pacific Rim episode. I hope so. (laughs) The episode that shall not be named. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's the one. That's the fan. That's the ready player one. Uh, No, I, I think so too. Um, there's just something fun about talking about Christmas oh, movies. How can you not get excited and love them? Yeah. And we know it's Don't better be with Scrooge. Val. We'll have Val back on the Val, next episode. We, we miss her as much as you do, listeners. She will be back. But um, we are going to switch things up a little bit this month. We are going to have a Star Wars episode. That's mm-hmm. probably going to be our next episode. Yep. And that's probably going to be a couple weeks out. 
Yeah. You guys have to forgive us. It's I'm Christmas sorry. time. We've it's, got a lot going on. We all have jobs where end of the year is really mm-hmm. busy for us. Plus, we've got families and things going on. Plus, the Utes are possibly in the football playoffs. And Tracy and I can't even deal with that right now. Like, <laughs> we are still trying to process what's I'm, happening. I'm jonesing for Friday to watch them play Oregon. Of course, it'll be passed by the time this podcast comes we'll out. We'll either be very happy on Monday when this very, podcast very comes sad. out or very sad. Yeah. You could be yeah, in the, the Alamo Bowl just doesn't feel like it's mm, going to be as exciting. Or the Holiday Bowl, even. You yeah, know, you're no. like, no, I can't do that. I mean, it could be worse. It could be the Hawaii Bowl. Uh, <laughs> team down south. But, anyway. <laughs> but that's just where we are. We are going to do a Star Wars episode yeah. when that one comes out. And then you probably won't hear from us till the first of the year. Yep. But we'll be back. We'll recharge. and We will. And, and, and you guys probably have so much going for your holiday stuff too. It's just a crazy time of year. It is. So, you and know, we, you'll we, miss us. We'll miss you. We hope to have a pretty big announcement for you at the first of the year. Yes. And yep. it's, it we should got be a couple really things good. coming yeah. that we're excited about. We're hoping to get a new logo out there. Mm-hmm. We're working on that. Mm-hmm. And then there's another big announcement that's out on yep. the wings that we're just waiting to share with you guys. Yeah. Um, with the star Wars one though, leading up to that, they, um, we're probably going to be able to get passes to the movie marathon where they're showing all nine films. Uh, yes. sequentially with limited breaks for food and bathroom. Um, we're not doing that full marathon cause we're too old and too. Right. Yeah. I'm not uh, sitting uh, through the prequels. No. no, I like the prequels fine. It's just, uh, they're, uh, just that wasn't my era of, of star Wars. Well, it's hard because the, the anyway, yeah. What were you going to so, say? But I, I, I was going to say, we're going to pop in and out of that movie marathon and then we'll, um, We'll actually, so we're going to do our, our critic screening and then we'll probably record that day, but we'll have seen it a second time in that, in that marathon. And then, like I said, when we get um, together with a big group of people, we've got some uh, very similar to the Spider-Man podcast where we had different podcasters joining us and, and we've um, got and talk about the Star Wars saga. I, I can tell you some of the people that we've talked to that we're possibly going to have on the show are some heavy hitters when it comes to Star they Wars. They know their Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it should be really, really good. Um, and real quick on Star Wars, I that was the first movie I remember seeing in the theater. Um, I, I don't remember like I, I just remember being enthralled with it. Mm-hmm. I had all the toys. I had bed sheets. I had pillowcases. I had curtains. I had I was a Star Wars freak growing up. And to to think that this will be the last film in this trilogy, which for a long or out of this nine film saga for a long time, we thought it was only going to be three movies. Right. Um, but it's the end of the Skywalker saga. And I told you before we recorded this show, I read an interview with Ryan Johnson, director of The Last Jedi. And he said he specifically has not asked J.J. Abrams or anybody at Disney or Lucas to give him any kind of insight into this movie. He's like, I want to go in with blinders on and I want to sit down. And as soon as that fanfare hits, I'm 10 years old watching a movie all over again. And I, that's how I want to feel too. I, I agree a hundred percent. I've even kind of stopped watching trailers and stuff mm-hmm. for it mainly because I cry every time now. Well, and now, cause we're getting closer and closer to the movie, they're, they're releasing like little TV spots, like daily almost. Right. It's like new Star Wars trailer. I'm like, I don't care if it's 90% of what I've already seen. There's going to be something in there. I haven't seen yet. And I'm, right. I'm on lockdown now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I'm excited for it. It'll be bittersweet. It really will. Yeah. But- it, it defined me as a as a person. It defined me as um, as a as a interest in film, um, as a filmmaker. Um, yeah, and 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 it just it means so much to me. I'm very very excited. But yeah, we've got some great guests. They're going to join us on that podcast, so you definitely want to tune in for for that one. 
and we'll have more details for that as it as it gets closer. Yep. We'll uh, we won't have a podcast about that, but we'll be posting on social media and absolutely. stuff like that. Yep, absolutely. Yep. But in the meantime, thank you so much for listening. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Enjoy Happy the holiday. holidays. Whatever you celebrate, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, Hanukkah, just anything. Yeah, we hope it's a great one. Uh, real quick side note, because we you know we always do that. Yes. Um, when I worked, I used to work at a discount bookstore, and we had a Christmas in July sale. Um, cause we got all these remainders of books that didn't sell and mm-hmm. we buy them at reduced cost and sell. And one lady came up to me and she's like, what's this book about Chinooka? Like Hanukkah. And she goes, that's not how it's spelled. I'm like, no, but that's how it's pronounced. And she had no, and like, she didn't even really know what Hanukkah was. I'm yeah. like, it's the Jewish holiday. She's like, why would you have that? And I'm like, cause we have Jewish people that still shop here yeah i mean we were in draper utah but still you know it's it's hard sometimes uh, so happy hanukkah chinooka whatever you celebrate kwanzaa marry everything man festivus for the rest of us <laughs> like <laughs> oh my gosh we did not talk about that seinfeld episode that's right feats of strength <laughs> if you've got that going on this year we wish you the best of luck Get your Festivus poll ready to go. We appreciate you guys so much. This has been a great year. We started this at the beginning of the year. So much fun. And it's been incredible. Um, And it's all thanks to you guys. And we just appreciate that so much. Thanks for listening to us. I mean, we're just a couple of people. And, of course, there's Val. But you and I are just a couple of schlubs. uh, Yeah. You know, we're trying to keep up with her. Yeah. She lets us ride along with it. But. You know, it's just, it is so much fun to come here and talk movies and talk about the stuff that we love. And I love that it's a positive uh, affirmation of film. I mean, we can be critical of some aspects, but we're not actively trying to tear down movies. It's like, we wanted this to be a celebration of, of cinema. Yeah. We pick movies that, that we call it movies that make us because they're the movies that made us who we are Mm -hmm. and continue to make us correct. Yeah. Um, And most of that's a positive thing. Mm -hmm. We don't. The other show we're going to do at the start of the year is um, when they start to announce the Academy Award winners. Yes. And we'll break down on who's been nominated, um, what should have been nominated, who we think would win, um, all that stuff. There's a lot of great movies out there right now. Um, Ford versus Ferrari is really good. For kids, there's Frozen 2. Yes. Uh, Knives Out I saw last week. Really enjoyed it. Star Wars is coming out. Spend some Christmas time and go see That's right. movies. Go see the movies, then come back at the beginning of the year, and we'll talk about them. Let's do it. Perfect. I like this plan. All right. We're not going anywhere. We're just taking a break, and we appreciate you guys so much, and and we won't see you at the movies. Where's the Tylenol? This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.